Ah, the Middle East. Always a place that's represented accurately and with cultural sensitivity, especially on this show. Some kid, possibly a boy, possibly a girl, who can say, is caught stealing car parts, but rather than having his or her hand cut off, the actual part he or she was after just gets thrown at him or her anyway. Next, he or she witnesses some shady dealings going on, and some vague threats are made, but he or she wiggles free and nobody bothers to chase him or her down. Man, they're not nearly as cruel in the Middle East as we ignorant Westerners have been led to believe. Meanwhile, the aerial bots patrol the area, attempting to figure out why so many aircraft have been disappearing, which, while not exactly the best use of the Autobots' firepower, is still an improvement over the time they had guys looking for stolen cars in New York City. After some clever banter, not clever enough to actually share with you, more like somebody left a space in the script that said insert clever banter here and never return to it, they receive a distress call. But it turns out to be an ambush by the Combaticons. Now, to those of you who have questioned why I switched the episode order around, take note. If I showed you this episode before Starscream's Brigade, you'd be all, Who are the Combaticons? This doesn't make any sense! So, you're welcome. More clever banter happens during the ensuing fight, and then Slingshot gets caught up in some kind of avalanche, which is a real risk for jet planes in the desert, let me tell you. The Autobots humiliatingly tow him back to the hangar they've set up out here, but they don't have the parts to complete the job. Then one of the aerial bots, Air Dive? Sky Bolt? Who knows? has the brilliant idea to disguise himself as a normal plane and act as bait for the plane nappers they were looking for earlier. Hey, right! Robots in disguise! Neat! Since Slingshot is even more useless than usual, he decides to join him. Note to commenters. I don't actually care which aerial bot is which. Silverbolt and Slingshot are the only ones with actual personalities, so they're the only ones I bothered learning the names of. I do appreciate it when you try to set me straight on these things, but you're wasting your keystrokes. Unless they do something even vaguely unique to set themselves apart from the others, I'm just not going to remember which one is Fire Crotch and which one is Panty Raid. So the plane nappers show up and dismantle Slingshot and what's-his-name. Now this is actually pretty cool. I always enjoy it when a Transformer gets dismantled. They're loaded into laundry trucks and brought to... the car garage? So they're stealing military jets to use in cars. Unless you have one of those cool rocket cars, that's a pretty stupid idea. Oh, and look! It's our androgynous friend. He or she chases down the evil laundry trucks and discovers the talking aerial bot parts. Oh god, we're just going to play out some variation of Trax and Raoul now, aren't we? The human calls... himself? Huh, alright. Hassan. And offers to help the Aerialbot torsos track down whoever's behind all this. A quick scene change later and we find out who that is. I'll give you a hint. It rhymes with Legatron. Apparently he's not building cars at all, but a drone air force of some kind. But the real reason he's there clearly is to find weapons of mass destruction. And we all know what that's code for. You may have deposed Prince Jamal and made his palace available to us. But only when the Middle East oil fields are ours will you receive your reward. Timely reference, huh? Blastoff takes a look at the Aerialbot segment, which conveniently is missing its Autobot insignia, and dismisses it as useless junk. So later, the remarkably girlish Hassan puts the two guys back together, but some parts are missing, so she has to use a piece of a Rolls-Royce. It looks ridiculous, naturally, but fortunately for Slingshot, the animators are far too lazy to draw him with that thing in place for most of the rest of the episode. Meanwhile, in the Decepticon bit, Wait, what the fuck is that? Did Megatron actually build a giant, hairy, purple robot griffin to use as a base? We'll come back to that in a minute, I guess. Meanwhile, another fight happens. The drone jets assist the Decepticons, and once again we find ourselves in a loophole in which things can be blown up without having to worry about robots being killed or humans parachuting out. I'll give the writers credit for one thing, they were really good at coming up with reasons to blow stuff up without breaking the rules about showing fragile child minds actual death or injury. However, they still suck at dialogue. Much like the previous fight, this one is rife with filler. 
Seriously, you don't believe me? Listen to this. Uh-oh, looks like Megatron's activated his griffin. Oh, Lord. This may be the stupidest weapon he's ever come up with. And really, any of you who have been with me since week one know that's a pretty bold statement. But honestly, can you think of anything in the previous 63 weeks that comes even close to giant, hairy, purple robot griffin? I bet you can't. It's original, though. You gotta give him that, I guess. There's a pretty cool fight between Bruticus and Superion, at least. I'm always a sucker for a good combiner battle. But even with the help of the giant, hairy, purple robot Griffin, Megatron loses somehow. And it turns out that Hassan was actually the deposed prince. And suddenly the animators wake up and remember how to draw Slingshot with his Rolls-Royce chest. <laughs> oh, great. Because <laughs> I really like it. Hey! So, is it time for the movie yet or what?